Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Exploring Life. It is your host, Kyglo Webb. Um, if you don't know already, I am trans. My pronouns are he, they. Um, don't be hard on yourself if you mess up. I totally understand. <laughs> um, you know, I spent, what, 25 years of my life saying, you know, I'm a girl, she... And I still struggle with misgendering myself. And it's not even because I identify with it, but simply because I've been conditioned to say those particular pronouns and not the other ones. So don't be hard on yourself. No worries. Um, I just say that uh, to preface this because I don't know if my people on my podcast actually go to my Instagram or my TikTok or other social media outlets. And so that way it can just make sure everyone's on the same page. Alright, so for this episode, things are going to get very interesting because I really want to dive deep into Christianity and share a perspective that may be new, um, share some of the research, some studies, some ideas, and just bring it before you and hopefully together we can question, we can challenge, we can uh, all open our perspective, widen our viewpoint so that we can get the most out of this life because I mean if you were to stay in a bubble your whole entire life and not explore there's only so much you will experience there's only so much information knowledge wisdom you will get from being in that secluded bubble but the minute we pop that bubble and we explore different ideas uh different opinions different viewpoints we are going to open a vast a treasure chest and explore that together so let's get started so i don't know if you guys know this um well if you know me personally then you definitely do but if not maybe not i grew up in christianity um i was a christian all my life and people are probably like okay well what are you now <laughs> and what i love to say to people is i love first corinthians 13 verse 7 which says that love believes all things and that's a very crucial verse to me because it also says in first john that god is love and so my goal is always to be like love which is to believe all things and to me to believe all things is the uh best thing i can do for myself it's the healthiest thing i can do for myself And so in order to make sense of that, I don't close myself off. I don't create separation. I don't, I guess a better term would be, I don't miscreate separation. So I don't create barriers from me to someone else. I really, really try hard to bridge the gap wherever I can to show, hey, I'm no different than you are. I am like you. You are like me. (laughs) We may have uh, different upbringings and all this stuff, but we are both humans We are both loved and we are both trying our best to be the best we possibly can to God and our neighbors and whoever else in our vicinity. So what I often say to people is I am not confined by any limitations within or without Christianity. So I am neither within or without, I simply am. God referred to himself as I am that I am in reference to when Moses asked, who should I say sent me? Um, So I try to be most like God 
And I feel like that will help me if I can be like God. And since God is constantly the great I am, and I am is present, it's being, B-E-I-N-G. I try to be present. I try to be here. I try to break down any distinction, separations, divisions, anything built on fear, guilt, and shame, and expose it for what it is, an illusion, and then also show the reality of who God is, which is the eternal I am. No beginning, no ending, was, is, always will be. And if I can do that, if I can effectively do that every single day, then it's a good day. If not, if I create division, if I create fear, I guess a better term would be if I miscreate fear, illusions, guilt, shame, I'm not doing that well. In my personal (laughs) eyes, I'm not doing that well. So I have a personal pact within myself to constantly help people break free from unnecessary fear, guilt, shame, limitations within religion and also without. So something that we don't often talk about within Christianity is this idea of cognitive dissonance. And if you've never heard of that word and you're not familiar with the definition, I'll share it real quick. So cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. So potential examples of this is say that you smoke cigarettes and you smoke obviously because you're addicted, but you say, oh, smoking's unhealthy. Oh, it's bad. Oh, I don't like it, but you do it. You're in a state where you have conflicting beliefs. You think it's bad, but then you also think it's good because it makes you feel good. And you have both beliefs at the center of who you are, but you can't kick that addiction, so you still do it and you think it's bad, but then it's also good because it, to you it helps you deal with whatever you're going through. Another example of this is say that you are um, judging people for being overweight and then you are constantly eating food, and you yourself are overweight. So your idea is you're judging people for being what you are. That's an inconsistent thought, because you are displaying what you are judging, and so because of that, you're in a state of cognitive dissonance. That's a lot harder to find and to see until someone goes within and does that work and realizes, oh my gosh, I have like internalized cognitive dissonance. I don't even realize this. But it is the most prevalent in religions, especially Christianity. And what I mean by that is, for example, there's something called internalized homophobia, where people will negatively judge people for being homosexuals, but then they themselves are homosexuals. But since they're denying that part of themselves, they deny that aspect in other people to make themselves feel better because they believe that's right even though who they truly are is homosexual there's so there's a cognitive dissonance another one is internalized hate so for example you hate someone on the basis of something that you personally have struggled with are struggling with or will struggle with so for example uh something that i realized um personally being very vulnerable here (laughs) is um that there's a person it just bothered me and I don't at the time I was like why does this person bother me I don't understand and I realized that I had this internalized hate that I was projecting on this person and this person 
represented or exemplified an aspect of myself that I never healed. This super shy, super quiet, super um, just everyone kind of walks over, people pleaser, doesn't really have an opinion. And I hated that I did that. I hated that aspect of myself. I hated when I was acting like that at that period of my time. And so when I saw what I hated about myself projected onto someone else, I just was triggered constantly. I just wanted him to change. I was like, dude, I love you, but like, I I hate your actions. You know what I mean? It was like when people say, oh, I love the sinner. I just hate the sin. That is a great example of internalized hatred. It's a wonderful example. And if it hatred is a strong word, you can say internalized dislike. You don't prefer that behavior. And it's like, even though I thought he was a great dude, he was a wonderful dude, that behavior triggered me. And so that was internalized and that was a cognitive dissonance until I dealt with it. And then once I dealt with it, I was able to allow love to freely flow in every single direction in every single way i was able to accept him fully not just partially not be like oh i i love this but i don't like this part of you i was able to say i love every part of you you are valid you are perfect just the way you are so why am i talking about cognitive dissonance well because when i was in within christianity only so i was allowing myself to be limited by particular doctrines within christianity and just a disclaimer there's over forty-two thousand different christian denominations so everyone's experiences can alter and be different and no one's going to experience the exact same thing as someone you know we're all kind of like these unique snowflakes where there's all these different snowflakes and there's not one that is exactly the same but um, if you do have similar experiences, then this might be helpful. And if not, then that's awesome. You're not limited, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, we come to an, a limited world and you have found a religion or an aspect of religion that is not limited. That's amazing. Um, because the whole experience of duality is putting the limitless in the limited and exploring that until you break out and you explore a new level of freedom and then you break out and you explore a new level of freedom and then you break out and then you realize I never needed to break out because this never truly existed. This limit was an illusion I decided to explore. That this had no more power over me than anything else until I chose for it to have power over me and until I chose for it to not have power over me. Because the truly powerful one is who I am connected to God, not this aspect, idea, doctrine, belief that is rooted in a particular limitation in order to create distinction, in order to make it seem like it exists when it truly doesn't. Um, so going off of that, where am I going with this? Okay, so Christianity, it has a lot of wonderful, great things about it. In the world of we live in when i refer to the world as dualistic what i refer to is we see things on this planet as good versus bad right versus wrong up versus down left versus right light versus darkness there is this dual aspect and people create morality out of duality so certain religions will say well this is right and that's wrong and certain families will say well no this is right and that's wrong And so a lot of morality 
is built into systems of duality. So religion, by definition of having distinctions, is naturally separative unless there are no boundaries, there are no limits, there are no contingencies on it. But so what would be a limit that would make religion separate from other religions? Well, it could be a creed, it could be a belief system, it could be people in power, letting certain people to be in power who hold certain beliefs and not letting other people be in power who hold different beliefs. So there's control in around belief systems, creeds, people in power, where money goes, what the structure looks like. Those are all examples of known limits that create distinctions, which induce separation. So, um, and again, this is not everyone. I'm just speaking on behalf of my personal experience within my personal denomination within Christianity. Um, so if we are to look at that, then what is non-duality? What is the opposite of duality? There would be no limits, no division, no separation. There would be oneness and the good and the bad are still one. The good and the bad are actually illusions because all there truly is is the one so any ideas of good and bad are meant for exploration not meant for condemnation so going off of this when i refer to christianity as a system i'm referring to that it has limits it has separation it has division in order for it to thrive in order for it to exist what i mean by that is uh, all these different Christians from different denominations will tell you what is the criteria in order for you to be a Christian. Some will say, well, you need to say this prayer. Some will say, well, no, you also need to be baptized. Some will say, oh, well, no, you need to be baptized by this person because he is a priest. And everyone has their own criteria of what they consider is a genuine Christian. And then you'll have Christians say, oh, yeah, they're not real Christians because they don't fit our criteria. Or, oh no, they're not real Christians because they don't fit this criteria. So we know that there are definitely limits within certain types of Christianity that this is what our criteria is, this is right, and that is wrong. So I come from a Christian branch where there were limits, divisions, separations, distinctions. So a system built on and in duality. This is right, that's wrong. Our morality is this, their morality is wrong. Both were built on this idea that duality is an eternal reality. Now, I want to make it very clear, I don't think that this is right or wrong. Um, I'm just explaining a system. So I'm explaining the architecture of this religion. Personally, I think you should explore whatever the heck you want to explore. If you want to explore Christianity, go ahead. If you want to go to all 41,000, 42,000 denominations, you know, shoot your shot. Go for it. Hang out. Explore. Experience whatever you want. We came here to experience. So um, at the end of the day, that viewpoint is I am not going to judge you for whatever Christian denomination or anything. That's not my place. Um, 
me analyzing this is to help people who are ready to expand beyond any limitations, any divisions, any separations within their uh, particular denomination within Christianity. Because when I expanded beyond and I didn't limit myself within Christianity or outside of Christianity, I simply was like love, which I believe all things, amazing, amazing things started happening to me. It was like a, a 180. My whole entire life absolutely evolved and updated and upgraded. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. So the point that I'm getting at with Christianity is it's a system that you can explore. But the minute we try to confine or limit God to this system of duality, we are really really in cognitive dissonance because in the bible it says how god is the great i am the beginning the middle the end everything god is omnipotent omnipresent all things in all things through all things with all things ephesians christ is all and in all and so when we try to limit god to a system of thought to a system of belief to a system of ideas to a system or creeds to certain people have access to God more than others, then we are very much in cognitive dissonance because here we know what it says, that God is the great I am, that God cannot be limited, yet we limit God within a particular belief system. And so I'm just here to spark the interest, to spark the talk, spark the conversation of what are the ways that maybe you are potentially limiting God in your own life? How have you maybe accepted the limitations of other people of God in your life? So maybe you didn't per se, but after hearing it so many times, these suggestions of how to see God limited within religion became auto-suggested to your subconscious where you just believed it and you never questioned it. So My whole goal is to help take those thoughts, bring them up to the light, and investigate to challenge these ideas, to consider which ones actually stand to hold true and which ones are steeped deep into cognitive dissonance where we realize that our own ideas and beliefs of God conflict with these ideas and beliefs and limitations and divisions and separations that we've internally accepted without really questioning So with that said, I encourage you to get a journal or just write in your phone um, the potential limits that you have believed about God, the potential limits that you've believed about yourself. And then after you write that list, write out the truth of who God is to you and write out your truth of who you think you are. And when you see that list, remind yourself that there is aspects of cognitive dissonance that are used in order to control us and by having that list of what is truly from yourself and what is truly from these systems of division separation duality you will better be prepared when these ideas are auto-suggested to your subconscious to not just simply accept it as your truth but to accept okay these are other people's valid experiences valid ideas valid belief systems, they have every right to explore division, separation, 
But personally, I will choose oneness. Just like Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane to the Father, that they would know that we are one, even as I and you are one and they are one with me. That that would be something that you explore, is instead of exploring the system of duality, you're like, all right, I've had enough. It's cool. It's great. I've done my time. Now I'm ready to explore this oneness that Jesus talked about. This oneness that is the great I am. And I'm so excited. So yeah, um, thank you so much for listening. I will definitely try to do more podcasts on this. And um, yeah, thank you guys again. I love you all. Remember, you are amazing. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You're perfect just the way you are. And God loves you so much. And I do too. Have a wonderful day. Bye.